Back post, it's a good delivery, and Kizzy's there, and it's in! Joe Kizzy! And Jacob Reeves has touched it in! to the Anytime Notebook. Gavin here. Glad to have you on board. We're here almost every week during the season to talk set pieces, rampaging wing packs, mark your card for an EFL coupon. We're a couple of weeks away from business as usual. So following what we've we done in the championship, we've done League Two. It's the turn of League One uh, to be in the spotlight in this week's episode. Joining me to run the rule over the runners and the riders, as always, John Bywater at Set Piece Hero on Twitter. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon. We're here every day at the moment, Gav. Every day. Certainly feels like that. Um, John, you sent me your notes for League One and I did the same a couple of days ago and you said it gave you a headache because it it did feel like a bit of a challenge. I think League One's going to have to work very hard this year to capture people's attention. What What was your overriding thoughts? Yeah, nobody cares, do they? It was the the last league priced up as well, which tells you quite a lot of, you know, even League Two went up before it, especially with the uh, goal scorers, which is unusual. Um, I just think it's a lot of the same old names um, around the front of the market. Uh, I think now that I've looked at it properly, I think there are some interesting angles in, but you are, put it this way, nothing would surprise me in this league particularly. I remember this time last year when we were doing a similar preview to League One. Yeah, we thought it the um the as you go down the list of goal scorers, it just gets more uninspiring the further down you go. I think we've managed to pick out a few that might outrun their odds, but certainly the top of the market has an all too familiar look about it. Um let's get started then in League One. Three teams last season knocking on the door of 100 points suggest it was a strong heat and there's no reason I think to disagree. Peter Rostalli of 77 points to sneak into the playoffs. Second highest total required, John, in the last full five campaigns. Better only by the 83 points that were needed by Wickham the season before. And if this time a year ago, if you were looking at that 83 points that Wickham needed, you'd certainly be upgrading those in and behind the playoffs. And as it was, Bolton, Plymouth, 11th place, Ipswich, duly obliged and took a step forward to contend. A little bit further down the league, six-point drop-off from 7th place Derby to 8th place Portsmouth. But the second largest gap from the 17th to the 20th, what does that tell us? Kind of nothing really, but instinctively I thought it was a bit more of a competitive heat all the way through through the division, not just at the top. I think there's a really nice angle. And we're going we're gonna to talk about a couple of these teams throughout our preview, but you could do a lot worse. If you're looking to get paid next May, you could do a lot worse than focusing on a nice little run of teams from maybe Charlton in ninth to Bristol Rovers in 17th. There was only nine points that separated both of those. Think about some of the all too familiar basket cases coming down from the championship and maybe some, you know, not the highest quality coming up from, from League Two. I think there's a nice little pool of teams there that are progressive sorts in the middle that could start to pay their way. But as always, you've got to be selective. And I think we're going to we're going to talk about a couple of those. We go towards the top of the goal scorer charts, though, John. It's a familiar name. A familiar name, sorry. Uh, Johnson Clark Harris, who we were talking about last year. I think he goes off almost a similar price. Start us off then, John. What do we think? We, we don't know where he's going to be first off, do we? <laughs> Uh, contractually obliged to be favourite in this market, mm. probably until we both give up um, about 2040. Um, last season, 
as we mentioned at the time, there was some doubt that he may leave. This time around, he's on the transfer list and he's just been stripped to the captaincy. Um, now, he's on the transfer list because he's in the last year of his contract, which is Peterborough Club policy. So it's not a given that he's going to leave because the interest seems to have died down. Uh, all I can see recently is some talk of the MLS. Um, maybe Saudi Arabia will come in for him if they knew who he was. Um that would probably be a, a decent a decent payday for him. Um, I think I'd like to, at this point, to introduce a new name to the podcast, Mr. Colton Palmer, with a um, fantastic quote here. <laughs> I think he's odds-on favourite to win it in League One, and Peterborough will be knocking on the door for automatic promotion. Uh, not, again, not my words, those of Colton Palmer, and that is why he writes for the BBC website. I don't know what's I'm get, going I'm on. Getting the, I'm getting the impression he hasn't checked that he's transfer listed, and um, I'm just getting I'm not, I'm not accusing him of not doing the research. but I'm not too sure what's going on, but the, whenever you do a search currently, there's some SEO magic yeah, going on somewhere. Yeah, you keep getting Carl Palmer's thoughts. Every, right, every, yeah. At the top of the list for every news article is something, see what Carlton Palmer th- has to say about this. And he, yeah, he says it, he, he's got a view on every player. It. It's, it's good. Um, good thing is he definitely hasn't just um, picked people he's heard of either. Um, so, yeah, to, to summarise, at the price, easy avoid. Um, if he stays, he'll be there or thereabouts. But there is a... Bigger doubt this year that it will stay than last year. So the good news is he's taken a fair chunk out the top of the book um, already. If we stay with Peterborough, who, who it does feel like a hey a mini mini rebuild at least, right? But I, I think um, a new just name, for a change, just for a, just for a change. Um, Kabonga Shimanga saw a limited game time in his loan to Posh in January. Sixty odd goals in three seasons for Chesterfield, though, and Bournemouth in the National League. As I as I wrote those stats down, John, do you remember Ricky Miller a couple of seasons ago? I don't know whether Very, I remember yes, writing vaguely. a big long yes. blog post about him. Came up with similar type of profile, scored loads of goals. I think for Dover in the National League, and um, similarly went off a short price based on. Hey, whoever leads the line for Peterborough is going to be in with a, you know, going to be in with a shout. Ten games with Peterborough, and he was done though. So, um, but it feels like a bit of that is, like I said, just built into whoever's going to lead that line for Peterborough. Probably going to go off, mm. you know, at a constricted price. And any any views on Shimanga? Yes, yeah, terrible price because. Is fact, this is weird because it's fact that's factored in that Clark Harris is leaving, mm. but then Clark Harris is the favourite, so that doesn't make sense. Um, it just shows you that there's no thought gone into the market, really. Uh, he has been doing well in pre season, but I'm not really one who reads that much into that. He that, they've signed him after the loan, which you could take as a positive, um, even though he didn't really make much impact in limited game time. Like you say, you're not going back far when he was the hottest prospect around in non-league. Mm. So, he, yeah, he could do. He could come back, and he. But that price is is very much factored in that he's going to be the first choice, and he's going to he's going to rediscover at least some of that form. So, I can't see how he could be interested at 14s at all. Mm. Let's talk Bolton then. So third in League Two, ninth in League One, fifth in League One last year, increasing their points each time. That the next logical step, right, for this Ian Everett Bolton journey is just a, a season challenging for automatics. 
doesn't look like a huge amount of player turnover. That Chris Cogley in from Tranmere looks a useful upgrade or maybe Connor Bradley down the right-hand side. Will Forrester, more solidity at the back and Owen Toyle should be hitting his peak. And I think the same could be said for Dion Charles, 52 in 148 at the level. Um, one of a number of ex-Accrington um, players that turns up in the, the top of this preview. John, Dion Charles, make your list. Yes, yeah, uh, it's the first time you've ever mentioned Accrington, and I haven't. That's, uh, that's one, that's to one for the completists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd seen my notes where I'd mentioned it. <laughs> the, um, Dion Charles, yeah, I think, I think the price is probably around correct. Um, like you say, 19 for Accrington in 2021, uh, eight in half a season for Bolton, then 16 in the full season last time. He probably needs to step up a little bit to, to win it. Um, he, he went on and off the boil last season, I think, from memory. Mm. Mm, he's solid enough. He's established international now with Northern Ireland, seems their main man up front, um, which could could mean missing a few games, actually, now thinking about it more, but yep. depending on call-offs. But um, I'm not going to say sure. I think the price is about right. What about you? For Yeah, I think that... Um, Hey, we waited an age, didn't we, for um, for League One prices to come up for top goal scorers? Yeah, and I'd have having, I'd have having, I didn't include Jonathan Clark Harris in in my tissue, but I'd have made Charles favourite. Yeah. And I think the price is um, That's fair. Yeah, it's fair enough. I did, good point made by Bolton fan Lee Tennant, who I know kind of listens to the podcast. He did, he doesn't see out many of the ninety minutes. So I just had to, went back and had a quick look. Only no. three since the turn of the year on the run in. Shouldn't be, you know, if the if the job's done for Bolton, then it doesn't necessarily in, in, in the ninety minutes, then it doesn't necessarily make that much of a difference. But you know, everything points to an upward trajectory for Bolton this year, and I think Charles is probably included in that upward trajectory. Talking of upward trajectories, as we talk Portsmouth, we were just talking about kind of pre-pressing record. Um, hey, lots of you know, lots of changes. There's lots of. It seems to be a lot of market belief behind John Marcinho's new side as well. Mm. I think probably rightly so because hey, a good job since he came in last year. They only had um, only I think a handful of losses, and they were against Peterborough, Plymouth, Barnsley, and at home to Sheffield Wednesday as well. Did have the oldest side, well, the twentieth oldest side in the division last year, but that appears to have been addressed over the summer. I couldn't, be, I couldn't believe Colby Bishop was heading his fifth year in the third tier, but he stepped up last year, as you oh. rightly predicted that he would. Can he go in again this year, John? Mm, he could do. Um, like you say, twenty last season, um, and they are the market thinks they're a lot better this season. I'm not entirely convinced. Um, Looking at Pompey's signings, I mean, you've got Shaughnessy and Regan Paul in defence, sort mm-hmm. of solid. I wouldn't say massive upgrades on what they had, but solid. Uh, Anthony Scully and people seem to be going mad about Norwich Loney Kamara up front, who's got a really good youth record, but hasn't done it, hasn't had the chance at senior level yet. Um, looking at their squad again earlier, uh, I, I must be missing something. I'm not sure I'm having four favourites here. I, I understand Massinho did a decent job, but is he is he completely proven yet as well? Um, and I, I think the squad looks lower top half to me, but maybe I'm wrong. I, could be I think what like we were saying is if you... If you start at the top of the list and it's, you might be, you know, doubts over, over Paul Warren at Derby, 
Mm. No complaints against Bolton. You probably look at Peterborough, they're in a little mini rebuild. Um, you, oh, yeah. But what's happened with Barnsley? So you kind of downgrade those as well. If you are, if you're, if you're looking for progression on the fringes, there's no doubt that I think you know Portsmouth tick a lot of boxes for a lot of people. You know, lots still to be done, and in a in a more in maybe in a more competitive heat. Um, yeah, but I think just the, um, the single figures, though, Gav. Single figures. It just, they, I, I, yeah, I just don't think you look around. I think if you're if you're putting your money down at this point, I just don't think you're looking around thinking there's much else. I think we're going to talk mm-hmm. later. Right? There seems to be plenty of value, as we said, towards you know, last year's middle mid table bottom half. But I think if you're looking, um, yeah, if you're looking at the, the top six or seven, Portsmouth look to be one with potential upsides, right? Better than better than everyone else. Possibly, I'm I'm still I'm not sold, as you can tell. Oh, um, I'm not. Colby. Yeah, I'm not. They're, they're not, don't make my list. Lots of stuff. To, lots of um. I just think I think it's factored in that they've already got to that. Not got to the top level, but they're they're four favourites at the end of the day. I'm not sure. Quite see that. Um, yeah, Colby Bishop's solid. Again, I think, excuse me, I think the price is about right. Maybe maybe a tad short, but I'm not going to argue with it too much. <laughs> Alfie May scored goals for Wade Elliott at Cheltenham in much the same way that he did for Michael mm. Duff the season before. He now gets to see whether he can score goals for Dean Holden at Charlton, <laughs> who did win 11 of his 26 games since stepping into the role of AKA Ben Bengana, who sacked after five wins in the opening 20 last year. I think um, it could be fun at the Valley, right? They, they were they were sneaky porous last year. They they you know addressing those defensive issues, even though it was end of the season going nowhere, and even excluding what the six that they let in at, at Ipswich, they were they let a lot of goals in at the end. But they felt like they just approached it like, hey, we're going to try and score one more than you, which I guess is good. A good starting point if you're looking for potential goal scorers to, to run away with this title in the division. Alfie May has to be on the list, right, John? Yeah, I think I would have him shorter. I'd probably have him around 10s, maybe 11s. 23 and 20 last two seasons for Cheltenham. In theory, should get more chances here for Charlton, uh, especially with all the attacking firepower they've got, the young players. <coughs> um, he, one thing I've noticed, he hasn't missed two penalties in pre-season, um, but he should still be on them. I think he will be nibbled at, and yeah, I, th- I think he's the one who's solid at the top of the market anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that Sir Miles Leeburn, who I imagined... He would have been circled right at the top of my list at various oh, yes, points last season. He's he's gone off in pre-season with an ankle injury. Seems to be some debate as to whether he's actually going to oh, make the that. start start yeah. of the league one season. I did. He, he was already attracting interest from from higher up the pyramid, but he did miss plenty of games last season as well. And I just wonder whether that might put off some of the teams that are interested. I mean, Holden, in the interviews, he suggested it's just a 19-year-old growing into himself, really. So it's tough to assess his chances, but I certainly think he's, you know, will move beyond League One in time. I think he's a, he's, he's 
quick, big, everything. You know, I'm really impressed with him when I've seen him. So he's tough to assess, but he should be, as long as he's not giving the rest of the um, the rest of the division too much of a of a head start. Fifty to one, he is at Coral, which I thought was um, which I thought was good, but it's difficult to. to it's not know. always a bad thing, though. If if, mm. if these players that have got attracted interest have picked up like a minor knock, you sometimes wonder whether. They're trying to almost like protect him from the sale. Mm. Um, I think, you know, if he misses a game or two at the start, but that means he stays, then obviously, you know, you're going to, you can look at it again in a couple of weeks or a month, like, like we said in other pods. Those, um, those late, late preseason Charlton starting 11s and maybe the, the first couple of starting 11s will be interesting viewing yeah, to see where see how close Leeburn is um, yeah and they've signed Kamara haven't they from Ipswich on loan yeah. who easy to forget was the most sought after player in League One mm-hmm. when he was at Plymouth so yeah I think I think they'll definitely be exciting so I think from the goal scoring point of view I'm not quite sure how they'll do overall I think they're tough to assess but yeah. goal scoring I don't think will be a problem um, and then it all started to get as we were scrolling down the list John it all starts oh, to get a little bit same old names uninspiring yeah. so we'll stop off at let's stop off at Barnsley next then so um, oh, they got it yeah. right with Michael Duff but they they have got plenty wrong kind of post Valerian Ishmael in the in the time in between him and, and Michael Duff Neil Collins gets to steer the ship Tampa Bay Rowdies. Any any idea on those form lines, John? I have, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, yeehaw. Was, yeehaw. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks like, um, as everyone said, it, it, it with respect to him, he, he might be a good coach. I don't really know. Absolutely. But yeah. It looks like it's the cheap option, um, which is what was said at the time. And now he's barely got. Oh, he's got some sort of squad, but he's got mm. a lot of gaps. Um, so their price is ridiculous, isn't it? That's just going to go drift yeah. and drift. Am I, am I, is my memory fading me or if they had a few pre-season games cancelled as well because they couldn't muster up a yeah, starting Yeah, you, you mentioned that on um, one of the other pods, yeah. I might yeah. be right there. Um, I was surprised that Devontae Cole was only 28. I was equally surprised that he got 15 goals last term. So was he. So was he. Is he? Do you think he's a? Is he a? Is he a product of? Um, is he a product of Michael Duff and probably a yeah. of a good manager? Or? He he's been duffed. Um, the I, I just I think he I did remember seeing a few things last season where Duff said he'd really worked with him, and mm. I think even Cole said he'd had like first time he'd had that really good relationship with a manager. Um, yeah, 20s is I don't care if he gets 30 it's, just, it's, just, it's shocking price never beat the 15 from last term Barnsley are in a you can't possibly in a mess but definitely in a rebuild you wouldn't even be sure that he'll play anything could happen there no no chance at 20s it's ridiculous We've got a uh, eighteen minutes into this podcast, John. And we haven't we haven't mentioned the market favourites yet, who unbelievably are Derby. Who I think are seeing some money as well. Ah, um, oh, they can't stop being they're blue, they're blue all over. Um, Paul Warren draws plenty of criticism, doesn't he? From from profiles, profilers coming unstuck when the when the stakes are high. I think it's fair to say he's had a handful of steering jobs getting rather than promoted, but still struggled to get over the line in some of those campaigns intriguing narrative that only kind of backed up from what we saw last year right where they just won what three of the last ten James Collins and Connor Washington um, of the two names 32 now James Collins 
three pretty lukewarm seasons leading up to what 11 last year McGoldrick moving on probably puts him front and centre a little bit more did he make your shortlist John? Not really but I think he, he would be disappointed with only the 11 last time round if you take that out he has got a good overall career record you've got to, you've got to say that um I think he, from what I can see in pre-season, he is playing more as the as the out-and-out front man, which could help mm-hmm. rather than doing a lot of the support act out wide. And I think he'd be on the penalties, even though he did take one I missed the other day. Uh, there seems to be a lot of missed penalties in pre-season. I, I don't know what that's all about. Um, and a few of the reports, very good link-up. He scored a couple of goals in pre-season mm-hmm. from uh, crosses from new arrival Joel, uh, Joe Ward from Peterborough. Um, I think the price is maybe a little bit short, but I wouldn't be much bigger him because he has got that backstory of the of the overall career record. Connor Washington, no chance. Um, the, he does like football manager though. He tweets about that a lot, so he he, he likes the supercomputer content. Connor, you, you two will have uh, plenty to talk about if your paths ever cross. Yeah, if he wants to look at my supercomputer, he's very welcome. <laughs> it's not. It's not a. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, Dar- Derby look like they're going to go off about four to one. So if you if you're any way even neutral on them, you can say Collins is probably going to be the main striker and he's twenty. So. You, <laughs> but like you say, I can't. I can't see why they're that short. But maybe you could look at it another way. I don't think Paul Warren's got a lot of time either. If they start slowly, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a manager change, and they could improve a lot. So but it, I think they're short. Definitely, it is odd, isn't it? It is odd that we're talking about a four to one jolly in League One, and the you know strikers going off. 20 to 1 yeah. and bigger it's, um, it yeah. probably says something about what we said at the start how maybe uninspiring the, the list of goal scorers is and, and lack of appetite for the division but um, yeah it's, it's difficult I mean they're just not um, I mean Washington just doesn't doesn't score enough does he mm. um, I just think yeah like you say you've got that it could be a case of in a way, if, if you do like Derby, then you've almost got to back Collins here. Looks a good honest, angle, yeah. Because, yeah, if, if they're going to do well or, or win the league, then he must be involved, you would think. So I, I can see that argument, but it wouldn't be for me at the price. What about Andy Cowell, John? Oh, surely. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, surely, surely, yeah, he's still he's still with us. Um, very, very confused here. I, I did... I did a bit of a um, sort of news Google search to see if I missed anything. And the first result was an OK Magazine article um, stating that he'd recently retired. Um, Not written by Carl Palmer, no? Uh, no, funnily it wasn't. It was <laughs> It was more about his wife and um, his child has a, um, has a condition, so I'm not mocking that. But the um, it was... It was, it was rather bizarre, but anyway, maybe they don't look below the championship in OK Magazine there. Who knows? <laughs> Top two division snobs. <laughs> he, is, um, he is contracted to the end of this season, uh, nine last season in the championship. When's he ever really scored enough to get involved here? Well, you're going back a long time, if ever, really. <laughs> Um, the, the supercomputer did like him though I will mention the supercomputer 
Um, simulations a, that you were running here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So for people who haven't listened, this is a um, simulation on uh, Football Manager with an updated database. Unfortunately, the updated database hasn't realised that Shane Long has retired. Um, <laughs> because believe it or not, Shane Long won the uh, League One top score of five out of the ten seasons. <laughs> Also, hasn't factored in that he never scores goals or did score goals. <laughs> uh, but there you go. I think I think that's a reputation thing dropping down the league. Um, Andy Carroll was placed five or six times on that simulation for what that's worth, which is very little. Um, <laughs> so basically, your your questioning well, is credibility for anyone else can. So we're either we're all behind, we're all behind you, John. If you've got the confidence, I, I think I think he'll have a better season than OK Magazine because <laughs> they have they have him. You can buy you can buy his goals at point five with them. So get in touch <laughs> with OK Magazine if you're interested. Um, we'll be was, in there next week. OK Magazine, it's, it's our natural home. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's never never a week when it's not on the coffee table in, in the Horsell household. Exclusive, yeah. Absolutely. Um John, that was, when we got to Anning Cavill, that was about I was about half a scroll down on Odds Checker, at which point I really started to just get bored of some of the names and started to look further down the list. Who was how far did you get down before you started, hey, really licking your lips and having a bit of an appetite for for um, the yeah the the fir- the first appetite for something um the first price that caught my eye without previously going into it thinking it would would be Ruben Rodriguez at 66s mm-hmm. uh our good friend of the show Mr Freef is ducking the portuguese maestro at 25s which looks a little bit short but he's the new name in the football league wanted by a lot of teams in uh, League One and has ended up at the Manning Revolution at Oxford. A lot of this depends on how well you think Oxford are going to go. They were very popular in the market early and now they seem to be drifting like like a barge, as someone probably it, said once. You, there was a, I, they started fast, didn't they? They bought Rodriguez in nice and early and they probably haven't yeah. done... Anywhere near the amount of business no. that I think people thought they were going to do. Squad looks, squad looks quite light to me when I looked mm. at it last night. Um, going back to the Portuguese maestro, I don't know why I'm calling him that, but it seems to fit quite well. It's these foreign names, they get you excited, Gav. Yes, absolutely. It's Maestro's no James put Collins, an A and an E the wrong way around. That's it. It looks, looks uh, you exotic. you got to say Ruben Rodriguez. That's you it. <laughs> so, he can play anywhere across the front line or deeper. In a way, not dissimilar to Connor Chaplin positionally. Mm-hmm. I think the days of only considering a traditional number nine are sort of over for these sort of things because players can score from off the off the wing and behind the striker. In I pre-season, watched, it looks. Yeah, oh. I watched a fair bit of his tape um, over the summer. Like, going to be a, an architect to just arriving late in the box, goals from. Yeah. You know the penalty spot, and you know good good runs, delaying runs. Yeah, plenty of players have missed out League Two as well, haven't they? We were talking a bit about them on uh, in the League Two podcast. You know that that jump mm. from the National League to League One. Hey, there's there's a there's a whole group of players that have that have managed it managed it well. So I don't think that should yeah. that should it be a deterrent. Wouldn't worry me really, mm. but I just think. He's got a good penalty record as well, and mm-hmm. I presume he'll be on them here. 
which will help for a few goals. Uh, looks like playing as part of a front four in pre-season um, of some kind. I think the 25s is very defensive, but the 66s is, is worth the roll of the dice because he has got that X factor unknown. He could be very good. We could just be... Oh, good or okay and he could mm-hmm. he could still sneak into a place so I think he's interesting the first one that caught my eye um, Alfie May has left Cheltenham which we think well you think might open the gap for someone else what's it all about Gav oh, we haven't said that else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's too late now we're not talking about Alfie May are we no um, <laughs> This this chap is really, I think he's under the radar still. I don't really know why other than he's playing for Cheltenham, which I understand is is low key. But yeah, Aidan Keener, there's hundreds out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine in 16 for Cheltenham after the January move from Sligo Rovers. Now, could you expect any more than that? No. Um, with Alfie May there as well, taking up a lot of their goals. Alfie May has left, as you mentioned. So it should be the main man at Cheltenham now. Took and scored a penalty last season when May was not on the pitch. So that should be a few more. If you look at it on a very simple case, if he replicates that half season over a full season, he's going to be on around 17, 18 minimum. Uh, Add in a few for penalties, he could be up into the low 20s, which is more than enough to get involved here. Uh, Yes, he's got to prove it over a full season, but he's only 24, not that much senior football. Uh, Okay spell in Scotland, went to Ireland, ripped up the league by the look of it and has just carried on from there. Uh, the the one thing I might say is he's that's the sort of player that if he did have a good first half of the season, I could see interest pick, mm. picking up on him quickly. Um, but that could be interesting. The top end of League One, so it's not the end of the world. And at, at the hundreds, I think the hundreds is I would have had him around fifties in the fifties mob here. <laughs> so I think hundreds very fair again, untapped potential. So Aidan Keener very fair at hundreds. We spoke earlier about um, a couple of sides in the in the middle pack, right? From what do we say, like Charlton down to Bristol Rovers. One of those, I guess, might be Shrewsbury. Gone through a few changes Ooh. in the season. What about Ryan Bowman? Yeah, I keep changing my mind about Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury. Sorry, um, Shrewsbury. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Does it? Right, <laughs> Someone or someone will say we're wrong, even though we've used both pronunciations. <laughs> uh, oh, good old Ryan Bowman. Um, 150s. Um, the price, I wouldn't say caught my eye because you, you can't argue with it after four goals last season. Uh, 10, 14 and 13 in the previous three, which is okay. Uh, you don't have to take too many more from that to get involved possibly in the places anyway. Mm-hmm. Um in very good form pre-season. Matt Taylor's talking him up as the main man. The main reason why I think he's worth a mention anyway is uh, I think the Shrewsbury style will change a lot. Under Cottrell, it was all about set plays, um, very solid base, and generally speaking, not that creative. Uh, they were right down the bottom for the on the uh, JKDS um creation charts I think second bottom in the league mm-hmm. um, just from everything I've seen from the way Matt we don't know a lot about Matt Taylor but I think they're going to be a lot more open and progressive so they should be creating more open play they'll need to um, can he win this probably not but he's just someone I don't think is impossible for a place at 150s 
I'll stick um I'll stick Bristol Rovers down as one of those teams that potentially could overachieve. They they were pretty dominant against teams in and around them last season. They only picked up ten points against the top nine, but outside the top nine, hey, they were they were pretty prolific and really competitive. And if you take the opinion that the top nine is probably going to be weaker this year than it was last year, then hey, there's, there's certainly some benefits in thinking that. Uh, Joey Barton's going to get some improvement. Uh, they already have a good one, right? And Aaron Collins, looking over last year's notes when we when we did this League One preview, progressive records over course and distance is always a good marker at this level for predicting kind of future performance. Unbelievably, I think that was Collins' first step up into League One company last season. I thought 16 was a, was a fine return. Similar to what you said about Shrewsbury, I think, you got Collins, Giovanni Brown, John Marquis. It looks like you know, plenty of goals in this fluid fourth line. And just as I was working through my my preseason notes, I was looking at a percentage of goals, how reliant some clubs were on their forward line, as opposed to you know the teams that we're always looking at have a have a healthy spread amongst defenders and midfielders. But Bristol Rovers definitely were one of those that hey, you're knocking on the door of eighty percent of all of their goals came from their forward line last season. So we know we put a little stop. Barnes going to put a lot of stock in that in that forward line. I think if if you are looking. If, you, well, if you're talking progressive over course and distance, I think Giovanni Brown is probably another. We won't go into the reasons why he's um, why he only played 27 games last year, but he did score 12. Could have gone close. Um, I think it's I think it's a it's a, a morally questionable pickup, but there's no doubt that it's a pickup that Barton would have enjoyed making. And I thought the 40 to one probably appeals there for a side that looks like they could be towards the top of the goal scorer charts. Um, another one I had on my list, John, was Lincoln. I don't know whether, I don't think Mark Kennedy got. No, I agree with that. No, many I of the plaudits that, that he well. should have done. Yeah, yeah. You know, ten points higher than than the previous season, comfortably mid table. They were unbeaten, one of the only sides that were unbeaten against the top four, considering they went off seven or two for relegation last year. Plus, it was the, the youngest side in the division. Which you think of kind of Kennedy's background. He's obviously comfortable in that kind of under 21 space. Um, I mean, look, I've got them progressing again and perhaps knocking on the door comfortably at the, at the, at the, at the top 10. I'm, you know, what a good player I think Ben House is. This is where all of this is, good, this is going. So, you know, and, and again, I think just potentially kind of underrated about what he achieved last year. He, he scored 12 in his first full season at a level, but he scored against Derby, he scored against Plymouth, scored against Ipswich, scored against Bolton. I was so, you're so conditioned at looking at what happened in League One last year. And so much of it was, you had to factor in where they didn't achieve this against the top six or, you know, they didn't do this against the top half. But here's someone in a team that, that did compete with those those runaway leaders in, in at the top of the division. I think House did really well. One of the he's only twenty four, and I've just in the last few days just been reading more and more about his kind of influence in in pre season. The good thing about having a young side, I was thinking, is you get someone who is twenty four, and he when he starts to to talk about you know he gets to really lead with confidence at a relatively young age. I've been impressed with some of his preseason comments about how the new additions are fitting in, and he's he's talking about the Lincoln way of playing, and that you know he's glad to see that you know people with you know that got a fair few a couple of years on him. He's still talking as a as a leader or someone who's settled, and you know I don't you never hear. I think there was a bit of talk at the back end of last year of being on the radar of some of the championship clubs, but I thought 66 to one 
was um yeah just, just, just you know Lincoln are unlike you know unfashionable within the division house is probably not on people's um radar straight away but I thought Ben house at 66 to one was 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 a good shout John any more on your your selected others whose house is it <laughs> Ben's house <laughs> player thank you I wasn't sure if you're going to play along then that's uh that's called ad-libbed ladies and gentlemen <laughs> really, really worked well um and make it up we did, we did, none of this is scripted nor this bit no nor this bit this is no, scripted no, no. either this yeah. is this is why we get the ad lib work so regularly. <laughs> the um, the only other one that isn't priced yet, from what I can tell, who is a very much a forgotten name, is Joe Piggott. Mm-hmm. Um, very much below par in spells, Ipswich and Pompey. But look at the last two seasons, less than 2,000 combined minutes at those two sides. So you can easily... Not write them off, but it's difficult for him. He was never the main man. Those with a longer memory will suggest that the 20 and 15 in two seasons for Wimbledon at this level mean that he definitely shouldn't be written off. And it seems to be the common age of this preview. He's only 24. We've said that a few times. Uh, Late Orient looks a sensible move to me. Um, Should be... Should definitely be playing there. Obviously, is why he's gone there, um, and maybe he just prefers being the main man at a quote smaller club yeah. than a, a rotational option off the bench at a bigger club. Um, no prices yet, as I said, because um, he's gone to Orient. He should be any price. If there was hundreds or bigger, which I suspect there should be, I think that is. Of I'd probably wait and see that he's playing and fit and everything, but. Yeah, I think there's – I had forgotten myself really about that 20 and 15 for Wimbledon at this level. Um, there's not many who have done that over two seasons at, at lower sides. So maybe that this is his sort of natural fit, so of some interest. You put all of that together, John. Conclusion? Alfie May, we uh, think we have we have a headache again. Um, yeah, we have a headache. Uh, <laughs> it didn't inspire me anymore. Just talking it through. Over no, 30, we so said a lot. Of, we said a lot of names there, everyone. <laughs> if you can remember, listen again. Keep just keep playing it all day long. Um, Alfie May, I think, is very playable at the 14s, which mm-hmm. has come up has been chopped in a couple of places. I've noticed today that uh, the two who I think are definitely overpriced at the current prices of the bigger price is keep saying price. Uh, Ruben Ruben Rodriguez <laughs> at 66s and uh, probably my most confident um, selection would be Aidan Keener at 100s both a lot more to come mm-hmm. than the usual established subject, suspects on this list uh, could well they could both be better than this level um, and they're priced as priced in among the never can and never have so I think they're they're fair enough <laughs> For me, I will keep it. I haven't had a bet in this division yet. I'll be keeping an eye on those that Charlton team used towards the start of the season. I think the if Lieben starts the season, there could be some plenty of mileage in the in the fifties. Um, yeah, like like Ben House. The, the only other place I got in my notes just here is just just Wigan, where it's just incredibly difficult, obviously, to know 
I think, well, they're definitely starting on minus eight, right? But to know who's going to start the season, who they're going to have to sell. I mean, there doesn't look to be much kind of activity going on, but from reading a few forms and stuff, it suggests that, that the activity might not be too far away. Obviously, Charlie White would be some story, wouldn't he? I mean, he's short in the betting, but... Oh yeah, coming back after after all his troubles. But I think obviously Wigan starting on minus eight, he has no impact on. In fact, in fact, it probably adds right. It adds to the the attacking outset. The attack, you've got to hit the ground running fast. I'll be I'll be pretty keen on looking at hey, who's who's in that forward line for for Wigan because hey, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any club in this third tier that uh, you know, can leave a previous season of underperformance behind them. Look, I know they were long, long they, 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 you know, getting out of that relegation zone is that obviously Sean Maloney's kind of first um, first target. But I do think the fans are getting behind him. I do think they've got a history of just, like I say, just leaving poor seasons, three League One titles in the last eight years is, is testament to that. Um, yeah, if they get hit the ground running, it's easy to see we can play as having a good season. Um, regardless of the position that the club finds themselves in, you just need a bit more confidence about who's going to start. John, did you have any, we've talked a bit about the, some of the teams as we go through. Um, I, I mean, I, I actually thought the relegation market was probably more, and it's not, there's not a, there's not a whole load of prices around because of some of the uncertainty about some of the teams in the division, but I thought the relegation market looked infinitely more interesting than the, than the promotion or the championship market. Did you have any, extra thoughts to add to who might be battling for top Hollands at the, um, at the end of, uh, at the end of April. Yeah. I've got th- notes on three other teams. Uh, one fairly near the top Blackpool who've been mm. nibbled out the last few days. Uh, Critchley's back in charge. And uh, if you believe that 12 games in charge of QPR side, that was a bit mad last season, doesn't demean his previous excellent record at Blackpool, then that must be a plus if you can get back to that. They've signed Oliver Casey, Doug Tharm, everybody. Go on, Doug. First mention. Um, <laughs> Quinton and Doug Tharm in the same I haven't slagged. I haven't slagged him off either. Um, <laughs> I always said he'd be a League One player. Um, <laughs> and in particular, get ready, tick him off your bingo card, Matthew Pennington. Oh, um, oh the crowd goes wild at that one. Um Looking at their squad, a very solid defensively now. I think they probably need one or two more going forward. Um, I think they are best of that little bunch around the 16s mark. Uh, the two sides that are ones I've been interested in, one I've come round to more than the other, I think Shrewsbury are the hardest side to predict in the division mm-hmm. um, because they've completely changed their structure. They brought in Mickey Moore from Cheltenham as director of football, which should be a massive coup because he did a great job there um, and he was wanted by a lot of sides. The problem with that is it meant Steve Cottrell wasn't happy and quit. He was very solid and did a really good job for them. But this uh, and now Mickey Moore has uh, appointed Matt Taylor. Nobody saw that coming. Um, but all we know about Matt Taylor so far is that he he failed at Walsall, but so have plenty of others in recent years. Uh, so there must be something in him there that Mickey Moore has seen. Uh, the majority of the squad that did well last season is still there. It might be a longer term project, but I'll mention uh, our good friend, even though he doesn't know who I am, Ben Mayhew again. Um, I don't know why I'm calling him a good friend. He, 
they have got a very, very easy first month on paper, like ridiculously, um, which I think they need because Taylor obviously needs to get off to a good start because there's a lot of doubts about him. Well, he's got no pedigree as a manager yet. So uh, if if they can, they need to make the most of that to be of interest for me. If they can get going, then I wouldn't be amazed because I think Mickey Moore's done some really good things at Cheltenham. And if he brings that in here, then it's going to be a big change of style. So like I say, I wouldn't be really amazed where they finished anywhere from just sneaking into the playoffs to relegation. It's a very variable side. Mm-hmm. Now, the side that I think is nobody has ever mentioned on any preview or will do over the next few weeks is Fleetwood okay. uh, 66 to 1 uh, I just like Scott Brown doesn't strike me as a sort of manager who will just be happy sitting in lower mid table for the next few seasons he signed the new two year contract extension in the summer mm-hmm. which suggests to me he's not going to be settling for a so-so season um Again, I'll refer to JKDS on Twitter. Uh, they were an impressive seventh last season in the threat creation um, charts. And a lot of that was through the exciting wide play of players you mentioned, Promise, uh, Am- Amoshe, is it? Oh, yeah. Amoshe. Yeah. yeah. And Phoenix Patterson. Phoenix Patterson, um, yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. Both stay, so that's, that's Promise. I thought... That's promising. I see what I've done there. I didn't didn't mean to. Um, I thought one of those may have gone. Um, They've brought in Ryan Grandham for the Irish League, which seems the new hunting ground for all these sides. Seems to have a really good reputation. Um, They brought in steady, steady midfield type Ryan Broom. I know you like. Mm -hmm. And Scott Brown has used his. Celtic connection once again and brought in Adam Montgomery who played 30 times for St. Johnson last season with five assists from fullback. Um, he's obviously got that loan option open with Celtic I think any time really so that is a useful thing for him to have. They are definitely not sexy side but I think they could surprise. It, it could be it's a big ask for them to win it, but I think they will do better than the market suggests. Yeah, I think um, hey, it's a uh... It's one to twenty-four time, isn't it? I've seen a fair few um, predictions yeah. over the last few days. I was I was just surprised during you know all of this Andy Pilly drama and getting you know going through the court case and all that time. They didn't. It seemed to be. I was surprised. It just seemed to be business as usual at Fleetwood, like you said. Scott Brown signed a new contract. They were still bringing players in. It, it didn't. It didn't feel like it was casting a shadow, even when your your owner goes to prison for 15 or so years, whatever it is. I think, like you said, he's got I was going to say allegedly, but it's not allegedly. It's not even allegedly <laughs> anymore, yeah. That's right. I think that just, look, there's, there's basket cases in the in this league, obviously, as there is with any others. But it, it, I would have thought, hey, when, it, when when all of that was coming to fruition, the first thing I thought, well, Scott, Scott Brown's going to be in demand. I think we, we spoke earlier about, you know, Brendan Rodgers yeah. might have wanted to bring him into Celtic, so he's. So yeah, I, I was the same as you. You can't imagine. You can't imagine that he he needs the job if you like. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's why I'm surprised. I was surprised he signed that extension, which I think shows that not not they're going to have a go because their budget will be nothing like a lot of these sides. Mm-hmm. But he obviously he's obviously happy enough with what he's doing there. I put him very much in the same category as Mark Kennedy. Both did a good job, like you said. Um, don't really seem to be getting many plaudits um, either of them really but I like the way they both speak in the interviews as well so yeah I think I think they're 
maybe it's asking too much, but... Uh, as for the relegation market, I haven't looked at that at all. But I think looking at your notes, uh, Wickham's interesting. What have you got to say yeah, about it? Yeah, it felt like there were some interesting narratives towards the bottom of the division. Hey, look, Wickham, I think, certainly come into into the relegation conversation for me. If you if you arrive at the opinion that Gareth Ainsworth got more than the sum of its parts and you're always wondering, okay, I wonder what the parts actually equal then, I think... Bloomfield showed you just what having the parts left looked like back end of last season. Yeah. They only had four wins in 15, but they were all against the bottom half and they were all in games where they took the lead early-ish and held on. There was a couple of games in those four as well where they were you know, heavily outnumbered from, from an XG point of view. Plenty of turnover. I think they could be one of the clubs that that, that find themselves kind of dropping into the into the bottom half of the table. I like the, I like the Leighton Orient. I like the Richie Wellens narrative as well. I reckon he's still league. League one is still he's still got plenty of questions to answer at this level. You know he got you know a good manager, no doubt, comes with a good reputation. But what didn't stick around at Swindon for long when they got promoted? Was worried about ambition, so he went to to Salford. But he left Doncaster in what next to bottom in this division. Go fair way back, he got old and relegated as well. I wonder whether like. I like I like the Richie Wellens versus League One narrative, and I don't reckon League One might be finished with him just yet. And unlike Wellens, I'm excited to see what Steve Evans does back at this level because there's no doubt he knows what it takes. I expect Stevenage to thoroughly enjoy their their time this season, and um, hey, they could they could outshoot their odds in um, in plenty of games this season as well. Yeah, League One feels like um, hey, lots of refining and. Um, Lots of further research to do. I think we'll do those over the next over the next few weeks, John. Do check out each of the early show episodes that we've done over the past weeks. That now completes what we've done: Championship League Two and League One. Now as well, it's a great time for sharing opinions. If you are, if you're, should we do Premier League tomorrow, Gav? Uh, I don't think uh, I've. I don't think I've. Uh, that'd be a short episode. <laughs> it's a short episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll let the um, I'll let the professionals. One for TikTok. I'll let the professionals try and eke out the the value in them in, in the Premier League. But certainly, if, if you know if people are putting their groundwork in, forming their own opinions, hopefully you found the the last three episodes of the pod useful. If you have, tell your friends. Uh, John, I think we're going to be back before the action gets underway. Um, like I said, refine a few of those selections. Maybe look at. I've already started. I don't know about you. I've already started to make a note of about half a dozen centre halves that could hit the ground running and doing well pre-season. Oh, I've got one name that I'm excited about, Gav, but I, I cannot reveal him. I cannot do it. <laughs> yeah, I've got. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't as long as it wasn't Matthew Pennington. It wasn't Matthew Pennington, was it? No, no, no. Okay. It's, a, it's a new name. Oh, it's a name never mentioned on the pod. We do love new names. People are going to be very excited about that. Tune in over the course of the next few weeks when we start to share some of that opinion as well. Yes. John, thank you for your time. He's going to be the Riley Harbottle of the early starting season, I That's believe. It. Um, astute listeners will um, see that I've That's popped a, a nice little a audio back. of Riley Harbottle at the start of this, uh, start of this pod. Yeah, he's one of our... One of our success stories last year. Hopefully we'll have one or two this season as well. John, good to spend time 
talking about we've we just about managed to inspire ourselves towards the end our, our, we've, our, our tone of voice has increased at an octave or so that, just, was that, that, was our, that was our worst episode everyone listen to the other two but all this it, was okay the other two were quite good I think all it took towards the end of the episode for us to remind ourselves about <laughs> some potential goal scoring centre halves and we got excited looking as soon as I mentioned Matthew Pennington <laughs> I just I really live and not <laughs> that's right meanwhile the listeners are going just is this the 2023 episode? Yeah. Any any episode? I, I think something's years. corrupted. <laughs> John, good to hear from you, my friend. Take care. We'll speak soon. Be lucky. Cheers, Gav.